All audio podcasts for One Team, One Podcast are brought to you by Bank of England Mortgage. Talk to Patrick Michelson at Bank of England Mortgage, 225-939-9878, or visit boesouthernstates.com. That's Bank of England Mortgage, a proud partner of One Team, One Podcast. I'm Cole Tracy, former LSU kicker. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. One team, one podcast back. Audio difficulties uh, with the guy <sighs> on the top right. Jack, yeah. what is just, going just on? Just got to, all I had to do was press X. And now you're all one, flustered? One, one thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're all flustered. Um, Two weeks in a row. <laughs> Jack, we got Fade Charlie down at the bottom over there. And uh, uh, we appreciate everybody joining. We're going to talk a little uh, LSU Tennessee, obviously, uh, going to Florida this week. Uh, hopefully you can write the ship. Uh, we're going to talk a little Eli Ricks, uh, a little Eli Ricks drama, the drama King Eli Ricks. Uh, we're going to talk, uh, we'll talk about some games coming up, especially Alabama, Tennessee, uh, this week before we even get started though, we'll, uh, big shout out to our sponsors, uh, bank of England mortgage. Uh, we appreciate, uh, BOE Southern States.com Patrick Michelson. He's been awesome for us. Uh, at the Baton Rouge office, call 225-810-1805. They're our audio sponsor for all of our podcasts. Use their fast app feature online uh, to apply, and they can find the best options for you. Also, Fred's in Tigerland. So, oh, well, there's River. No, no, no. Hey, you switched it on me. Okay, Fred's in Tigerland. Oh, River City's total maintenance. Oh, God. All right, Fred's in Tigerland. There it is. Okay. Uh, all right, since 1982. Fred's in Tigerland. Uh, Jason, Nay, uh, just had his birthday uh, the other day. So if you if you see Nay this weekend, uh, let him know happy birthday. Um, we appreciate those guys. Best screwdrivers in town. Go see go see Nay and the boys, Harry, all those guys. Uh, we appreciate them. Also, uh, now you can put it up. River City's total maintenance, Lucas Ragusa. I was just at the game with Lucas this weekend. So uh, Lucas is doing great. Uh, just came back from a carrier convention in las vegas so uh they're an authorized carrier dealer uh nola-ac.com um they cover the north shore and new orleans area they do not only ac work uh but they also do plumbing repair um any kind of maintenance needs for your house uh they'll hook you up so call lucas ragusa 504-841-3300 okay so let's get into it uh like i said i was at the game on uh saturday i think all y'all were um Pretty much a shit show from opening kickoff, obviously. Yep. Um, very deflating. Um, and Char- Charlie and I were talking about this. Very deflating to uh, accept the kickoff and then fumble it, opening kick, and completely give away a possession and and two touchdowns. So if you yeah. think about it, it's like the opening, the opening kickoff, fumble, touchdown. Second half, they get the ball back, touchdown. That's 14 fucking points and zero possessions. I thought no, they, they got a field goal in the second one, huh? So it was oh, 10 I thought it was, it was oh, 10 I thought it was, I thought it yeah, was they, yeah, they were trying half? to punt to like the 30, and then they went three and out and, and kicked the field yeah. goal. Yeah. No, no, no. That's I'm talking about the opening possession of the second half. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So they scored a touchdown. Oh, okay, okay. So I I'm saying first possession it. for them touchdown. Second, the first possession of the second half touchdown. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they got the where, they got the ball first twice. Yes, yeah, and mm-hmm. scored touchdowns both times. Yeah. So you Fun put yourself stuff. not only in a ten nothing hole oh, in the game, but it was also fourteen nothing in the big scheme of things. Well, and then without within, a possession within the first three minutes of the game, they got the ball starting at around the thirty twice. Yes. So that's just fun. Yeah. And I oh, mean, yeah. by the way, they're the top offense in the country. Correct. Yes. Um, You're giving a great offense, even better field position. And right. honestly, I mean, our defense held up as much as they could. I, I mean, obviously, they fine. I mean, I like, knew I knew Tennessee was going to be able to move the ball, obviously. But yeah. yeah. All right. Here. Here are some of my takeaways. I sat in the upper deck. 
Okay. I haven't sat in the upper deck in a long, long time, but I sat in the upper deck, had a good time. Everything was great, but I was able to see things that I don't normally see, especially if you watch a game on TV, you just don't, you just don't know. But like, um, you know, when you see Jaden Daniels back there looking for a couple of seconds and then he takes off running, I was like, well, he's got to, he's got to have somebody open, right? Um, no, he has nobody fucking open. No, right. Yeah. Our receivers were locked up all game long. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. I have no idea. I'm like, I was like flabbergasted when I saw it because I was like, well, shit, that's it's the just, reason. It's just not enough. To me, it's just not enough spacing. And then routes that take too long to develop. It's those two. That's, I mean, that's really all it is. It's just Denbrock having a slow just, offense schematic issue it's the wide receivers are in just weird places for the routes right you look at the you look at the plays and you look at where they like where they're bunched up and what you know what a pro style offense would use in these bunched up formations and he's running like he's running shit that they were running in like 2005 and you're sitting there like what the fuck Jaden daniels has a great arm and he's a he he wants to make the right decision and that's good in a quarterback but with an inexperienced offensive line that you have, that's just not a good offense. Well, I, I didn't know if it was, okay, the scheme or is something. I mean, these are the same wide receivers that I know that can get space. Like, so are, are we just running such a simple route concept it, that's easy to, to watch on film and say, okay, let's just lock these guys up because we know exactly what they're going to run? Like, I, I don't know what the answer is, but like Kayshawn Butte locked up, Malik Neighbors locked up, Jack Besh locked up. They're locked up. Like, there's nobody fucking open. And if, if Jaden Daniels is probably thinking, if I don't put this ball in the fucking money, it could get tipped or intercepted or whatever. So I just need to hold on to the ball or I need to take off running. Right. Um, because these guys aren't getting open. And I, I haven't seen well, enough people probably talk about that enough. A lot of people want to put the. I know you put a, put a tweet out, Jack, about people trying to put the blame on Jaden Daniels, which is fucking stupid. Especially I mean, if you know, it's not that Jaden Daniels doesn't have things to work on, and he's the quarterback, sure. so he's going to get most of the blame always. But I just like, yeah, it's like what you're saying. They're they're not open. He's if people are saying he, there's got to be someone open. There's not. No, I know, <laughs> I, and that's what I'm used to. I'm used to like, okay, you're back there, and there's. You know they're rushing six or seven. Obviously, there's somebody open. No, there's nobody open. And then and, you know he, uh, it's like people say they don't want him to take off and run, and then he sits he back there. He tries to sit back there, try to find guys open. Sack, 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 sack. Because the offensive line's not good. You know, it's like and, they're and, not open. And <laughs> just not open. We, and he doesn't have time. And we were just talking about the offensive line. It, you know, I know they're not good, but I didn't see that being a problem at all in this game. Like, I, the second Will Campbell was out, I was like, "That's really going to be an issue." And it, but um, it's st- it really. I was still, trying to be positive, so I didn't want to tweet anything. I mean, obviously, it, we had but, no running game, but like, I just didn't see that, and we really didn't run just because we were already no, down. There was like, no running was, game. There yeah, we were just we were all it, we were catching up. We, yeah, 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 we were forced to go away from the run game early. Which right, but I, it's very unfortunate. I think, there's, there's but no I didn't see I didn't see like a lot of pressure. To where it was like, oh, obviously our our offensive line is banged up or whatever. I just didn't see that as being the huge issue mm. with our oh, offense. Oh, I did. I you definitely did. did. Yeah, I mean, especially going back and rewatching the game. Unfortunately, a couple times. Um, yeah, you're a psychopath. Yeah, well, you know, I got it. It's content, <laughs> content. Uh, and I thought my video today was uh, actually surprisingly positive. I was yes. I was expecting to like pull a bunch of offensive clips and come out with a negative kind of deal yeah and then i was actually able to find like a bit of a positive spin it actually didn't look that bad but the negative plays almost entirely were them getting pressure is what i saw okay um and you know a lot of times he has to hold the ball a little bit too long but okay most of the time he doesn't even have longer than two seconds well and that's another thing look all right so uh, most of those pressure plays are probably like six to seven man rushes i would assume or we have six to seven man protection. This, it's um a lot of them are max protect, but um so that's my problem. A lot of it's, times they're only sending four, and they're still getting well, pressure that, easily. And that's fine. that's what I saw, I, and I understand that too. But like, if you have a max protect, that means you have no hot route at all. 
that's a, that's a coaching issue. If you know that they're going to be able to get pressure on you because your offensive line isn't good and you have nobody there to like option out to as like a quick pass, like all of a sudden a guy breaks free, um, you know, up the middle against the guard, you can dump it off to this back that's right there. Like, yeah. why can't we do that kind of stuff? And um, what's 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 seven eight man protection going to do against the four man front? Like, right. you know, well, we're completely I, I, saw, I saw multiple times where uh, usually Josh Williams, I think he got most of the play the other day. Um, yeah, he was about to, like, peel off for uh, a little just like whatever. Um, and somebody like somebody like and <laughs> Jaden's already on the floor. So uh, it's just I think they I mean, were trying to do things like that. But the pressure was getting home so quick. That's just like there's nothing you can do with that. The offensive just, line, the, the left tackle depth sucks. There's no one other than Will Campbell. There's no one on this team who can play left. Who, tackle. who played mostly Cam Wire, uh, or did they move Bradford? Bradford, 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 Bradford over, Bradford. which Bradford's then, a guard, bro. Like then Dellinger he, got injured again too. So you had yeah, the Brad, entire but, left side of the line was out. But Bradford's a guard. Like I, what I wanted right. was okay. If you're gonna move somebody out there, why don't you move Miles Frazier out there? Like. He was a tackle coming in here. I understand you've been playing him at guard, but like he's a fucking tackle. Like, move him out there or move Cam Wire, who's played tackle, move them out there and keep your guards where they are. I know when, when Dellinger goes out, then it's a different story altogether. But right. like, I don't know. I didn't like I didn't like shuffling everybody just because you had Will Campbell out. Um, which we can talk about that. Will Campbell had a seizure yeah. is what I what I heard. I don't know if that's yeah, confirmed or not, but just, like I've heard Anybody with anybody with credibility said it was just a medical episode. No, I've heard. Yeah, like a cramp, cramp up seizure kind of thing, which I've had those. I've had that in high school. Yeah, sounds like sounds like like his liver liver or kidneys failed. Kidneys. Yeah, it's like an extreme dehydration. You can't get enough water and you basically seize up. And I had that before, too. So that I I could understand why somebody somebody would call it a seizure because that's what Mm -hmm. it feels like, probably. But um, yeah, I had to go to the doc. I had to go to the hospital, get IVs and all that. But like, it didn't seem like it was going to be anything that was going to be out long. And I, I, I think he's playing this weekend. So, um, yeah. uh, any other takeaways from the Tennessee game? Because um, it's kind of shit altogether. I mean, I, I think Greg Brooks is a stud. That's, I agree. That was that was fun. I like seeing just Greg watch Brooks. him continue to like make good plays, and it's like. That wasn't um, just a one-game kind of thing with right. Auburn. He, he's legit. He's serious. He made a couple. He made a few plays. He had the sack and then um, and a few uh, stops at the line oh, on yeah, third that, downs. Yeah, um, that hit on Hendon Hooker was dude, gnarly. Oh, shit. we heard you know, after, it. We heard it. Like after he after he hit him, it, it took Hendon Hooker like probably two three two mm-hmm. or three series no, to kind of get it back. Him. Because every time he would throw the ball at that point, it was like short and things like that. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, he's still rocked. It, mm-hmm. it looks like, like he broke three ribs on that. I'll, I'll say it, like the second Greg Brooks made that hit, I was like, we're winning this game because <laughs> like, yeah. that was coming <laughs> off the touchdown. Uh, stadium was back in it. Then they missed the yeah. kick, and I was like, oh, this oh, I've seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and, then, and, then. and it just it like stopped right before it was about to go down. It just nope. Yeah. Uh, no, I was with Tate and uh, a bunch of his friends, and they all started losing it. And I'm like, hell yeah! And then it just kept getting worse. And I was and like, then you looked over, and Tate, Tate's passed out up against the uh, the exit. And, yeah, I sent that in the group Christ. chat. I just don't think y'all realize what that was. The um, <laughs> um, I showed Matt it, and I was like, the only reason I know it was Tate because I was with him and I know what he was wearing. Yeah, yeah. Tate's fucking passed out by himself in Tiger Stadium. <laughs> we need to zoom that in. Yeah, we. I, I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't appreciate it at the time because I didn't know what I was looking at. But yeah, yeah, that was yeah. A great picture. My bad. Um. So, uh, okay. What else? Um, Tennessee, Tennessee. There was more things I was about to say before you said Greg Brooks, and I forgot what it was. But uh, special teams is a fucking issue. Um, yeah. How good would you feel right now, though? If we had beaten Florida State at the beginning of the season, I, I mean, better. Yeah. This would have been the first loss. Better. It, yeah. I mean, say we lost the same way. Um, yeah. It wouldn't have been an 11 o'clock game. Yeah. Um, the, um, let's say the, the extra point at the end of the game against Florida State say, doesn't. Say we go for two. Say we go for two. Say we go for two. And we win the sure. game. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, 
definitely feels different. Yeah, definitely because everybody's kind of like deflated right now. Like, okay, we're just not that good. We need to look. Well, at, it's like, because even Char- Charlie, before we came on, you were like, well, we need to look at these the staff after the season. And I'm like, I mean, what if we would have beaten Florida State? Like, it no, been, you definitely. But I mean, I, he's not wrong think, though. You still, gotta, I agree. You still have to look at offensive coordinator and special teams. Yeah, this um, is antiquated offense, especially when you look at what Tennessee was running compared to what we just ran. Yeah. Man, that fucking sucks. And I mean, shit, um, pull, yeah. a, pull, a, pull a Nick Saban or a fucking uh, Kirby Spartan, go hire a former head coach who was an offensive genius. Yeah. I mean, you need yeah. to. Like, that's Tom what Herman. that's what's working in college football right now. Yeah, but is right? is um is Brian Kelly that guy that's gonna do that? Fucking hope so. Never shit. has been. They, he is an offensive guy. He never. He sits in the quarterback room, so that's my concern. Um, it's it's like Jimbo Fisher light kind of thing. Where it's I, like, I mean, we said this the second the hire was made. Brian Kelly teams are boring. They're they've always have been boring. But and there was we were kind of thinking maybe with the new talent, better talent, it'll be a little bit different. Maybe he'll do a little bit more, and he is doing a little bit more. I think than he was doing at Notre Dame. Uh huh. But um, it's still just he never has really been about having a, you know, super innovative offense or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it's usually slower. Well, tight end. Based. Mean, the success run, run, the, run the ball. Uh, yeah. Tight ends. Um, yeah. yeah. Yell at your quarterback. And, yeah. Things like your quarterback. Dude, that that video going out. I'm so glad it is because it shows that it's not the because you saw the thing during the Auburn game when he was fucking red. Yelling at Garrett, at, right? Yeah, and us. And I was like, Wait, "Which which like, video went around this week?" Jaden. Hmm? He, he he yelled. He was yelling at Jaden. I'm yeah, fine yeah, with yeah. yelling. I'm fine with yelling at your players. Like, that doesn't that bother you me at all. To, like everybody's like, "I hope he's doing it to Jaden." I'm like, "He probably is." We're just was that the double bird when he did the double bird? Like yes, everybody's not what was happening. It was. He's <laughs> like, "There is this much fucking separation. Why are you not throwing it?" Oh, oh, but it looked like he was doing double birds. Like there's, it, yeah, there's it did. It did. Separation, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, fuck like, you, yeah. Jaden. <laughs> what Tommy Reese was saying to the Notre Dame quarterback. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do your fucking job. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's uh, like, you could have blurred his mouth because we we know what he's saying. Yeah, there's your offensive coordinator last year at Notre Dame. He's still there. Um, yeah. Yeah, but all right. I watched I watched a good amount of Cincinnati last year. Like. And I know you had Desmond Ritter at quarterback, and you had a really good running back. Drew like, Ford. Yeah, I, but I, I think I just felt like it was um, even – I know it was it was more zone read. I think they were doing a lot of zone read with, with Ritter. I just felt like it was – they were – and I'm sure they had a much better offensive line. So I can't – it's hard to compare the two. But um, I don't know. It just didn't seem like this is what we were looking at. Then. Uh, I think also like – they're trying to like lean on the receivers because that's the best part of supposed to be the best part of the offense. Um, can we just go ahead and say that that's like overrated? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Can we, can I, we just go I, say I that this can, week? Yeah, can we just say Keishawn Butte is not as good as he thinks he is right now? Like right now, um, I mean, it, it's not. But it's Keishawn's still good. He's still Keishawn Booty. I agree, but, but like, like he's not yeah, going to. No, I, totally I mean, agree. in my opinion. I mean, we we were all saying he's a top first round pick, all that kind of stuff. Top ten draft pick. After after this year, I we'll see. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, he's got turn around like probably this week. You don't. I mean, so, if I was an NFL team, I'd be like really questioning what's going on here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I hate to pick on him, but like they're all connection. not doing good. You know, because I was telling Matt this before. I mean, everybody was talking about Mason Taylor going into the season because during the during spring ball and fall ball. He was he was the safety net. He was the guy running the crosser out at like five and in, mm-hmm. and so that's who Jaden Daniels was throwing to. If he was getting under pressure, and Mason Mason Taylor hasn't done anything, and Kayshawn wasn't there for spring ball because he was out still. So I think it's got it's definitely a lot of it is quarterback familiarity too, because yeah, Kayshawn's been there during practice now, but I mean. Max Johnson was throwing a Kayshawn when they were on the twos team. He was throwing a Kayshawn when they were on the ones team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Kayshawn was, was Max's wide receiver. I just, um, if you're if you're that kind of guy, you know, if you're a, you know, top 10 kind of right wide receiver, it doesn't, to, yeah, does not matter who's throwing the football. Matter. Especially well, when it, a guy's as good as Jaden Daniels. I mean, and, and not, not to say Jaden's like 
you know, all American or anything like that, but he's a good quarterback. Yeah. And, so it's and not it like doesn't matter like wildly inaccurate or something like that. It doesn't matter who's fuck, it doesn't matter who's fucking guarding you either. Like mm-hmm. you can get yeah. open. I've seen that kid his freshman year get mm-hmm. open all the fucking time. And it's, not, it's almost not even about getting open sometimes because sometimes like uh you remember Ole Miss game when he has the uh the crazy three hundred yards, yeah. Yeah. Uh he wasn't that open on that play. He had maybe a step on the dude, and then he just makes a ton of guys Breaks miss it. and has yeah. this crazy rack for a touchdown. Yeah. And I haven't seen that from any of the receivers this year, mm-hmm. like just having a bunch of like uh run after catch type stuff. Right. Like where are either. the plays? I don't see the only that one I've seen is Brian Thomas a little bit. Brian Thomas has done it multiple times. Yeah. Jack Besh, like I mean, hey, he doesn't really break tackles. I haven't seen Malik Neighbors do that. Uh yep. who else is there? I don't even know. I mean, I honestly Jeray Jenkins has completely disappeared. I almost feel like we need to get him the ball more. Well, he dropped the touchdown. He dropped the touchdown pass last week. Yeah. This week he did? Yeah. No, he had a flag on a touchdown pass, a holding that no, threw he, it away. No, and then he, he dropped, dropped one. one. It, yeah. was a it was a post pattern right in his hands. He dropped it. He would have scored. Yeah, um, so. I also think it's a coaching thing. Like, you know, when, when were our receivers the best? When we had Mickey Joseph. And Mickey Joseph is a great coach. But you could tell there was a difference between having – Joe Brady was the receivers coach, right, when we won the national championship. There's a difference yeah. between having that guy who's a quarterback's coach as your receivers coach as well and then having Mickey Joseph – at Cortez Hankton as your receivers but, coach. I mean, it's, you you're running, you're running different drills to make sure they understand. Hey, if you've got to step on this guy, here's how you position your body when you make the catch to make a guy miss. Right. I think the difference in what these, what they're learning from their individual coaches could be a big issue if we're not getting it right. No, I mean, I, that's why I was short these, to these guys are freaks. And, yeah, and that's why I was short to like try to criticize Cortez Hankton, like who is a legit like wide receivers coach that mm-hmm. you know that we've just got. So, but it's like this guy knows how to coach wide receivers. Like I think we can agree with that. Like he he's coached plenty of them that can get space with with. I, I just feel like this has got to be just a simple a scheme that is able to be looked at um in film and like completely picked apart and that's what i'm worried about going forward and we can kind of if we want you can move on to florida because that's what i'm worried about because we even saw it against old Miss. i mean against auburn like we should have outclassed auburn and we were down 17 had to come back and win it was just on the line all the time like and i don't have faith that we can go in anywhere and like, yeah, beat somebody even if we have more talent than them at yep. this point, and that's right. that's scary. And I'm not used to that with LSU. And um, I don't know. That's that's why I'm worried about this game now. I mean, I had this penciled as a win. Well, I think a big thing too. Um, just if we're gonna move on to Florida, the special teams issues can't be a thing because no. if, I think if you go back turnovers to the attention- too, just turnovers in general. Well, I don't think we really had any turnover issues against. We Tennessee. had our first they, offensive turnover last week. Oh, that was true. the first one. I, that was a fucking so. awesome play by that DB. But that's another play that I'm fucking talking about. Uh, you're talking about the pick at the very yeah, end. Yeah, I think so. That was an awesome fucking play. The one he stabbed it with one hand, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was. I watched that play from an RV on my way to Fred's. Uh, <laughs> shout, shout out to Fred's. Fred's. Shout out Fred's. Uh, they do the and fun. then. Uh, <laughs> That's another play that I'm talking about. Like Malik is there. Like, dude, you gotta go make that play. Like, I mean, I know he tried to come back to the ball, and like, I just feel like you gotta like be stronger than that. I don't know. It just, I just, I don't feel that like super extra effort. I just feel this like all the receivers. I feel like just this mediocre effort is coming out of all of them, except for Brian Thomas. Yeah. Jack uh, what do you think about the second fucking players only meeting that just happened? I didn't even know about it. Was it a defensive one or what? No, it was Makai. Makai Becton called it. No, Makai Gardner. Sorry, so it was defensive. Okay, yeah. Um, Okay, I mean, sorry, I was thinking it was have as many as you need. I actually like, you know, I felt like Jaden was the the point of that one last week was like Jaden needs to trust his receivers more, and I felt like he, you know, he threw the ball around a lot more last week. So I actually saw the improvement there. It was just, you know, we had so many mistakes early on. We're fighting out of a hole. I don't think 
it was just it just didn't matter yeah um and maybe that maybe that has a lot to do with what i was looking at where it's like okay obviously the run game's gone because you're already down you know right. 10 20 points the only time we ran the ball was in short yardage situations I mean, yeah, but it's like at this point, times. at this point, the safeties can kind of like figure out what we're going to do. They don't need to come up in the box. They can kind of like play over and then you can play man against the against the. But I still like I I'm not used to uh, mediocre defenses playing man on LSU mm-hmm. wide receivers and being able to just control it make right. me a bitch yeah, and, <laughs> i've never and, seen I think, it <laughs> i like what you said about the safeties too because i think it comes down to spacing and yeah. just there's no spacing like we're not using the whole field and then even if we are getting wide like receivers are just running routes that are awfully close to each other and makes so, it so easy on these safeties it they just sit me, right right up close to them and it's like all right there's nowhere the, for Jaden to go obviously because both guys are double team pretty much here's the old like matt coming out uh it reminds me of oh, god Jerry DiNardo offenses, okay? okay? So basically it's an I formation um, with a tight end and you got two wide receivers and one on each side and they both would just do a curl route, but you would do a rollout with Herb Tyler and he would roll out to the right. Well, that means the guy that did the curl all the way on the left, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And Everybody on the defense knew it didn't matter, so they all just shifted over. So you had one guy out in a pass route against five uh, defensive backs. Right, that's the kind of shit that I'm looking at when I look at it in the upper deck. Is like, oh god, like you got probably three or four guys out, but they're both on each side, and you got a a quarterback who's running for his life, and he's all the way on the right side. Those two guys don't matter at this point, and they know it. So um, it's just. It's, it's very not. frustrating to watch. It's like, okay, this has got to be a little bit cleaner and like a lot better game plan going forward because I just don't trust that you're going to be able to go in the swamp and get a win playing like yeah. that. Yeah, especially, I mean, dude, Florida's got good DBs. And then, you know, who's over there? It's Corey fucking Raymond. Yep. So, uh, oh, that's true. You don't think he's ready for this, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Those DBs are going to be, didn't think about know, that. They got a fire under their ass. I'm sure he's going to try to light it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just with the offense is it, to me. I I'm just gonna sound like a broken record until it gets fixed. It's spacing. I mean, you watch Tennessee last week, and it's just like they have so much spacing. It's so easy for Hooker for uh wow I stumbled over that word so hard for Hooker to uh like just make a quick read because he it it forces the defense's hand. You know, but you know, the all safety right, so, can't cheat one way or another because yeah. they're so spaced out. And all right, He's here's an commit. example. Um, Tennessee and LSU kind of ran the same play a couple of times. Tennessee runs it all the time, but it's like a, a wide receiver screen. They got two wide receivers in a little bubble all the way out to the sideline. They throw it out to one of them. One of them is blocking for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll, they would get, it so was like, six, seven, it was, yards. yeah, six, seven. It was almost like a, a glorified run play. For like them, four where, yards at minimum. Yeah, I remember they had a couple that was I was so, like, oh, good. We stopped them at the line. And they there were was like, enough, no, they, no, he got five yards. Was there was like, enough what? space for them to be able to do that. And when LSU did it, LSU ran the exact same fucking play. Mm-hmm. LSU does it. And it is like stoned. Mm-hmm. Like there's the guys are right up on them. It, I don't I just can't there'll understand. Be, there'll what be the two receivers there to block and then one corner and they'll somehow whiff on the one fucking corner. And I just yeah. don't get it. Like I don't either. So, so it's, it's, here's he, I know I know exactly what's going on, and it's that is our only play out of that set. There, a hundred percent. There's no other play that we run pass wise, and I'm sure. Yeah, so it's a tell. It's yeah, it's a tell. Yeah. If if we run out of that set, you could probably tell by the running back stance if it's a run or a pass. Uh-huh. Um, you saw it. Somebody was breaking down Cincinnati tape. You could tell when Joe Mixon is running the ball versus when he's pass blocking. Yeah. Or he's running like it's a pass play, and he's not really doing anything because if it's a pass play, he's standing straight up. But if they mm-hmm. check to a run, he's going to get down into his stance to get a little bit lower. Yeah, it, it it's a tell all to the defense, and I think it's the exact same with our route tree where we're not running comp each other. And Matt and I were talking about this before the podcast. But if you're running four hooks on a play, and they're identical, what what's the point? Who's yes. going to be open? Yeah, and yeah. and they all just stop. Nobody moves with the quarterback. Like they just yeah. stay there. Um yeah, it's well, it's 
brutal yeah, and to then, watch. Or, or we'll have a bunch of plays where, like, you have a bunch of guys that are running, like, a very similar, like, post or a skinny post or something like that, and they're all running it. And then no yeah. one's running, like, a shorter route right? in case those aren't open. And I just don't I, – I, I, I can't tell you how many times during the game, like, on TV, they would show, uh, like, Jaden, his offensive line – the pressure coming and you can't see any of the receivers because they're all so far downfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, if there's nothing open downfield, he's fucked. Like he's just completely fucked. And I don't yes. know if maybe the idea of it is that they want like him to have room to take off and run maybe. Um, but if that option's not there and they contain him, then it's fucked. It's just completely yeah. fucked. It's like Mike Dembrock's playing fucking Madden, to be honest. Like it's like he downloaded fucking Pete Carroll's offensive scheme and just did whatever Russell Wilson was doing. And how you play with Russell Wilson is, is you run four verts yeah. and you wait for all of them to get down there. And then you take off and you get whatever you could get. Right. Yeah. And it's like, that's what he wants to do, but that's not, that's not football. That's fucking Madden. Like, yeah. so Florida has got a, um, poor, uh, rush defense. Yeah. Uh, it's similar to Auburn though. Uh, so, I think we we ran for like 185 against Auburn, something like that. So I'm hoping you'll be able to run the ball against Florida, and that can change some things. Um, I, I, I I don't know if that makes a, a that big of a difference, but I I just can't see you keep keep getting down like you're getting down in these games and keep trying to come back like you're just gonna put everything in a disaster mode. Kelly yeah. said it. That's not how you win the bulk of this SEC schedule. I mean, it's at it's at Florida. Uh, at night, I just can't see Florida just not being ready to play. Yeah. Um, oh no, no, no. I think I am about to put something a uh, tweet out tomorrow. Um, like you can't have two teams that want that need a win like mm-hmm. more than these two right now. I mean, and you got to remember both the, teams are in the same spot. New you got to remember the last time that LSU was at Florida, and I, I, I know this is a different coaching staff on both sides and all that, but like. That's going to have to be talked about. And I'm sure with Florida, it was like the last time we played these guys, what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I don't know. It's just a, such a huge game always. Um, there have been so many transfers from these teams, though, that like I almost I don't know. even know yeah, that's who's, true. who's around. That's true. From that team. Yeah. From that game, I mean. Um, oh, there, I'm I sure there's think... some. It was only two years ago. but Yeah. I mean, I, I can obviously, off the well, even last year, you can talk about last year with TDP and all that, and Anthony Richardson, you know, right? Oh, yeah, us. get at true. true. Richardson's a great quarterback, but he makes mistakes like nobody's paying attention. Like, I mean, yeah. he what was his well, stat line versus Tennessee? Jack? Yeah, Jack, uh, you posted a tweet about offense. So, he so this is the same, this is all the same guy, uh, <laughs> has thrown seven interceptions in his last five games, yes, uh has a 500-yard all-purpose yard game against a top currently a top 6 team yes. with four touchdowns in that same game. Uh had 300 yards of offense against Utah mm-hmm. uh with three touchdowns. Um I, I don't even like it's all the same guy. And then last week he had 66 yards passing against Missouri. Yeah, he's like all over the place. Just um, absolutely I, after yeah. we saw after we saw the Utah game, I was thinking, "Holy shit, this guy is like," um, and he is a he's a, he's he is a freak. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, and when he you know makes the right read, he's a premier college football quarterback. I mean, he's right. maybe the most talented quarterback in the country. Right, just talent. Um, yeah. Between the ears, it's a different story. He had 112 yards passing and 24 yards rushing versus Southern Florida. Yeah. South Florida, South Florida. My bad. Whatever. You Southern Florida. Southern Florida is like NAIA or something. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. But not. And it was a close game. It was thirty-one to twenty-eight. It was a yeah. Really that was. Game. And South Florida is terrible. Yeah. South Florida. Yeah. Like yeah really, South Florida really isn't bad. good at all. One right. Or one and yeah, five, something like that. They're not good. And then. Um, that yeah, that's the heckle the. But the then the very next week, they, yeah. But then the very next week they, you know, play Tennessee, Tennessee. close on the road. Uh, right. So, you know, it's just this this Florida team's not you can't look at one game in their worst right. game and say like this Yeah, are you gonna are. get good are you gonna get good Anthony yeah. Richardson or bad right. Anthony Richardson? And it's uh I mean, you know, they're not an easy team to play when uh the swamp is uh romping. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, and I can see they're not going to get his up get up for South Florida as much as they're going to get up for LSU. No, coming no, but, in there. So, um, and I, I have a feeling it's going to be a pretty, guy's gonna a pretty loud crowd. Yeah, yeah, he makes a lot. Of, so. He like he makes a lot of mistakes, but I mean, and we just had a players only meeting, so that's yeah, right. I mean, yeah. but that's I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, if we could, if we do what we have, I think for the last five weeks, where Jane Daniels only has one total turnover, right, or two to- total turnovers, I think he's got an interception and a fumble lost in the Florida State game. Mm-hmm. You you have an offense who only gives up the ball when they punt it. I don't even remember that one against Florida State. It's like that. That's what I'm saying. Is I don't remember if that that may not have even happened. That that could just be like me. I like. I'm gonna check. Keep talking. Keep talking. You've got an offense who doesn't really give the ball up. Like Jaden Daniels really made his first mistake last week in garbage time, trying to just crawl back to something positive, right? And the dude made a great play. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you I mean, that's, that's him game, throwing up a, a little fade, you know, right. corner makes a play. If you could control the run game that. on our part and just try to stay on the field as long as we can, he's going to make those mistakes. Yeah. So can you capitalize on it? Can Greg Brooks go out there and just hit him like it's a freaking body bag just repeatedly, right? Can Makai Gardner or uh, Makai Wingo do something other than rush uh, run, run, block, uh, run stopping, right? Can... Can your playmakers make really good plays early? Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I think I'm like, like Matt, I'm worried about it. What I was thinking with um, this game is I want to see like some of the senior guys step up. Um, I'm thinking like Dre Jenkins, Josh Williams, like guys like that, just with, with all these young guys who like Kayshawn and uh, Malik who just aren't having great games right now. Um, yeah, you know, I'd like to see those guys kind of step up. Jay Ward, another one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, kind of have a better game. You know. Yeah, and and it, like Greg Brooks, like. Yeah. I, I did you think that Greg Brooks was going to be like our stud in the back, the defensive backfield? I, I mean, thought I, he could be. I mean, he was he was really good at Arkansas. I actually but, thought uh, Joe Falcho was going to be a bigger bigger story, and I know he was out for the first few games, but right. Like is I he, also like, thought, Jay yeah. Ward was just going to be that guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's kind of. Uh, I haven't seen much of Jay Ward. Bernard uh, Converse coming in. Not, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, no, the corners are bad. The corners are bad. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I I don't know any other way to put it. I, I like Makai Gardner. Um, I don't. I didn't really notice him much this past weekend. I don't know if he was one of the guys that got burned on any of those plays. They all um, did. I. All the most mostly I saw Colby Richardson getting burned. I, I don't think he's I mean, you know, he's he I mean, that should that I'm should have been hit on him, but I mean I don't that, think yeah, but there. that should have been our red alert time he's for, fucking, for the podcast. That's what I said. That's what I said before week <laughs> one during week zero. I was like, I don't think we have good corners. And y'all were like, I think oh no, I was yeah, like, yeah, I was like, I was probably me. A, oh, I, no, I said yeah, we yeah. don't have a lockdown corner and y'all were like Bernard Converse. I was, I was like, like Colby Richardson. No. <laughs> I was. I, I think. Didn't say that. Yeah, I don't know. It's we're at such a weird spot where yeah. you've got Jay Ward, who's moved from to three different positions in the last four years. Right, he was an outside corner, slot corner that first year when we won mm-hmm. the national championship. Then he switched to uh, nickelback safety. N- now he goes from being your uh, center field safety to being your nickel corner again. And you've got the two Arkansas guys back there who are just trying to figure out their communication now. Right. So it's like you're in, and JBC's playing uh, center field now, right? He's playing ni- the nickel, whatever uh, Jay Ward safety that was playing. Like mm-hmm. Jay Ward was playing safety. Like, and it, and because I feel like Major Burns is out. Yeah. And I feel like we're sh- kind of shitting on the defense, but at the same time, they're, we did they're all we could against. Bad. We did all we yeah. could against no, no, Tennessee. I, like I don't, I just don't think. I mean, I think the corners are. I, I said the corners are bad. I, I don't mean that. Um, they're just not elite. There's not an elite yeah. guy on this. I mean, I yeah. think Garner has a um, has the upside of being elite, but I don't think he's there yet. Um, and then we just don't have like that lockdown corner that we're normal that we normally have. There's yeah. just it doesn't exist. And I think and this it, goes it, really well into our. Uh, the yeah. other thing we wanted to talk okay. about, yeah, which Let's is Eli on. Ricks. Eli Ricks posted on his Instagram story. 
I think he said something like, uh, I'll bring it up. Yeah. Uh, what is it? It, it was like, it wasn't even really something English. about coming back or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know what to do, do, uh, yeah, it's from a song. I know. What's the last? What's the last thing? I think the Thank, full lyric then, is like "then come back" or something. Yeah, then, then come, come back. Then, come, then back. come back. Okay. Come yeah, back. So to I know what to do. Do like then come back. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that that was the hot topic. What yesterday? I believe. Yeah. I think uh, yesterday. After you posted this, um, I I know where I stand on this. Uh, what are y'all's yeah. thoughts? Um. I think yeah. I'll know where I stand on it. But. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I get that side of it. Sure. But I'm also like, if he wanted to come back here and play for us Saturday, I think you'd have to be insane to say no. Because, I mean, I understand that he's a head case, all this. But, like, I don't think he did anything that was that bad, uh, like, locker room-wise, um, other than just kind of, like, opting out like a lot of other guys did. Um and yeah. I understand that you want a different culture and all that, but this team, I think, not desperately needs a lockdown corner, but could use a lockdown corner. That would be nice to have one. Um, and I, I don't think, think anybody's doubting. I don't think anybody's disagreeing with that. Like, yeah. that, yes, we want a lockdown corner, and we want somebody as talented as Eli Ricks back here. Um, I just don't. I think a lot of people are putting him in like the Eric Gilbert category, and he's not that kind of a guy head i don't case. think he's that kind of a head case you know, no he's a head case like Derek's, Derek stingley was a head case which i mean how but which how nobody likes to love. talk about nobody likes yeah. to talk about that yeah but like, I, I just think it's because it's like you love a guy and you're like i just no he's not well, you know how talented he is yeah but then the I, i'm i'm just gonna say i'm just gonna speak the truth the entitlement starts to come through and all of a sudden they're too good for this team and the team's not performing the way that they thought it was going to there was it was going to perform and so we're not going to try as hard as we need to try and i'm telling you i see a little bit of that out of Keishon Butte. and that's where i'm like okay when is a like when is enough enough with some of these guys eric gilbert you mentioned him obviously that's that's one but that was a completely i mean yeah that's if we really if we really want to be honest we can talk about that but like we don't have to be we don't uh, yeah. but like Derek Stingley is a great example of like everybody loves Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley is the the great the great player from 2019, and now he's yeah. playing in the pros. That's great. Everybody forgets Derek Stingley in 2020, and you definitely forgot him in 2021. But like that kid did not want to play. He did not want to play. He didn't want to play for a team like that, and he was bitching the entire time. And nobody remembers any of that stuff, and it created a problem. And then you had Ricks on the other side, and it created a problem. Like, it was just a bad, a bad culture. Like, I, I mean, I, if you're gonna get rid of Ed Ogeron, you're gonna bring a guy like Brian Kelly in, clean the fucking house, clean it all up. I am at the point where I'm like, should Kayshawn and Butte had gone to Alabama? Like, should he have just gone to Alabama and just get know. it over where with? We, I don't, I don't. I don't cut cut it out and let's get it over with. Like we we scratched and clawed to get this guy back here, like because we know how talented he is, right? I'm I'm using this as the example yeah. of Eli Ricks. Yeah. Like, say you wanted to get like Eli Ricks back here because you know how talented he is, and is this is what we're gonna get? Like, you know, like right now he's at Alabama, he's probably bitching and moaning, and he's sitting the bench. Like, that's that's probably what should happen. And we don't have that kind of culture. And I don't know. He needs a Nick Saban, and he needs a Nick Saban that's brutally honest with him. Because, like, if you've ever, I when I got bored, especially when I was in high school, I'd watch the Nick Saban at Alabama. Like the um, they used to put out the summer um, training camp yeah, stuff, right? And you'd get some, you would get some uncensored Nick Saban. Yes, right. You would get some shit where you're like, God damn, dude. Yeah, like because you see, it was probably like Edo, like not always brutally honest, like that Nick Saban, but like sometimes he'd do some pandering, right? He, you know, Eli Ricks had that relationship with Edo since he was at USC, and that's why he came to LSU, right? That mm -hmm. was 
that was pretty much like I think that's pretty openly the reason why he was at LSU was because the relationship he had with Edo from the time he was like fucking 12 when Ed was like, I want you on my team when you grow up that that's why he ended up there to just, you know, you had K Sean and it felt like but maybe at the end of Ed's tenure, doesn't you may it feel been- like, doesn't it feel like when these guys hit adversity, like all of a sudden they're like a different player. Like, right. Why, why does that happen? Like, you know, it's almost like right now we need guys who are okay with, adversity like yeah they may not be in i agree you need you need better players at the end of the day but like i i almost feel like it's a step it would take a step back just because it, i hate to use the word cancer but bro i i don't know how That's else to say it yeah can you imagine get, get let's let's for example can you imagine after this instagram story comes out eli ricks is walking back into the alabama locker room yeah for tennessee week right Tennessee week for Alabama. He's walking back into the locker room. Everybody else has seen this fucking story. Like, what do you think they're doing to him right now? Like, what do you think the coaching staff is? Like, what a fucking cancer. Why would you fucking do that? Like, I didn't think of that. So I also think to go back on the Kayshawn and Eli thing, it's also a recruiting thing because these guys, especially like Eli, these guys were the shit from the time they were 12 to the time they graduated high school. Right. Mm -hmm. Quinn Ewers. Eli, Kayshawn, I don't know. I don't know that much about Kayshawn's recruiting, but I mean, especially some of these five stars where like, so a guy like Derek Barnett, do y'all remember Derek Barnett? Yeah. The quarterback that went to Alabama and then Arizona state. Blake Barnett. Blake Barnett. That was it. That was it. My bad. But he had a quarterback coach from the time he was like fucking eight till the time he graduated high school. And then he had his own personal quarterback coach while he was in college. He had his own, you know, this, that, like these guys are growing up with some entitlement to the fact that their parents are paying an exorbitant amount to have them seen by these specialists well, and, that work them out 24 seven. And I don't, right? I don't like, I'm not trying to say that like guys, like everybody's going to get fucking paid now. Like, so entitlement's going to happen, but it's like, okay, when you, when you like legit, just like quit on your team or you, legit like bitch about your team on social media and shit like that like mm-hmm. all right then bye see you later like what what do you think's good what what's the good that's gonna come this is like nick saban probably talking to this fucking guy like, what do you what did you think was gonna happen out of that like yeah. the good the good out of that like this is your life lesson now because mm-hmm. now you're sitting in the fucking bench and this is your money year and yeah. like you're trying to get drafted dumbass like what are you doing you know but like yeah, I, I like how you only had that one time to like transfer with no like uh, sitting out. Well, now you have to sit out. Like, isn't it like a one time transfer? And now if you do it a second time, know. you have to sit out again. So like, even if he way. wanted to come back, like he'd have to sit out a year anyway. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because also a lot of guys are fumbling the money here this year. Absolutely. I mean, um, Jerome Burton. Burton. Who transferred to Alabama? Oh yeah. yeah, Jermaine Burton. Jermaine Burton, one time LSU commit, fumbled. He he's barely touched the ball at Alabama. Why right? the fuck did he leave Georgia? I don't know. He, I, he I didn't it. even know he did until like a, two he games into the season, like the te- the Texas game. I'm seeing Burton for Alabama. And I'm like, why the fuck did he leave Georgia? Like they just won the national championship. Stetson Bennett looks great yeah. right now. Like they're and not obviously they Bennett's gone safety downhill. guy. Other than um, whoever the fuck the tight end is, the uh. Fuck, who's their tight end? Oh, uh, yeah, Brock Bowers. Yeah, Brock Bowers. Other than Brock Bowers, he was a safety net. They had one of the best one-twos in college football and at the wide receiver position. Is Eric Gilbert even played at all this year? He did, and then he's he's gotten he like kicked out again. He's kicked he, off the team again. Something like that. I mean, they it's have two. They have two stud. Yeah, they, they two got, stud got tight ends that um, Darnell. What's his face? Who's like Darnell six, Washington? Who's Darnell like, Washington? Who's six six two sixty? Debo Darnell Washington might Friday. be like even even when Eric Gilbert's at his best, Darnell Washington actually might be better than him. I agree. I think Darnell Washington and Eric Gilbert be, is really fucking good. I, I think Darnell, Darnell Washington, Washington is so fucking good. He'll be a better pro tight end than Brock Bowers will. Ooh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's a hot I take. See, yeah. I could see Brock being like <laughs> a uh, like. I mean, dude. Darnell I don't know. Washington like the guy's a fucking. I haven't seen animal. Brock block. I haven't seen Brock block all that too much. But I know, dude, Darnell, that's how he's going to make his money. Darnell's like a freaking extra tackle. 
Yeah, and he's and he can move with the ball in his hands. And he can move. He, yeah, and he can hurdle that's, guys. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. That's how he makes scary. money. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on. Sorry. That's enough, Eli. Yeah. <laughs> I got heated. I got like yeah. steamy. Um. LSU, Florida. We need to go. We need to give our uh, predictions for this. Um. And honestly, yeah, I haven't even given a thought to the prediction of it yet. I, I, I'm, I'm like way behind because I needed to take a couple of days off earlier this week <laughs> to just like I, decompress. Cope. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I had us win in this game beginning of the season, and um, it was weird because I was like, okay, we're gonna go at Auburn, we're gonna win, we're gonna lose to Tennessee at home, we're gonna go at Florida and win. It was like all the all the road games we were going to, we were going to win. And I also still have Ole Miss. I think we're going to lose the Ole Miss at home. Um, so, all right. Um, LSU, Florida, Charlie, you want to go first? So actually I was about to say, I think I've been spot on the money on my beginning of the season predictions other, other than the Florida state game. I Congrats. said we were going to split Auburn, Florida, and I'm, I'm about to say, I think we're going to lose, but, but you, you said you were going to lose gonna the, split uh, Auburn and Florida. We're gonna lose to Tennessee, and then I said at the beginning of the season three straight, depend to Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas. But I think we beat Arkansas now. But other than that, I think I'm been spot on. Other anything other than the Florida State game, I had us beating Arkansas and Texas A&M, and I still I'm I'm still kind of there. But who knows? I I just need to see a little bit more. But um, I'm I'm, give me twenty uh twenty eight twenty three Florida. I think we're losing twenty eight twenty three Florida. Uh, Jack, are you ready? 23 LSU, but like I'm just thinking based off of what I've seen last week, what I've seen offensively, I really don't know what's going to happen. It's, yeah, dude, it's the swamp. Fuck. I think. Um. I think earlier this week I was saying that. Um. Like the offense is um regressing, and uh, I then after the last two days when I had to rewatch the game a couple of times. Um, I actually think that the offense did improve against Tennessee this past week. They okay. moved the ball consistently all day. Um, it was just fourth down stops um, ended up showing, you know, goose eggs on the scoreboard. Yeah, over right. Over where you, you could have put up, you could have put up a field goal. We didn't talk about that, but you could have put yeah. up the field goal at one point you went for it, but it was just like, I mean, hindsight is 2020, but you should have kicked sure. that field goal. You should have kicked game. it. Um, we would, also, have missed, K- we would have missed the field goal first down, but we didn't have we, the angle. For we it, would but. have missed the field goal, and it would have never mattered. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> there's definitely that, but um, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to get. I don't want to go down that know, hole. Right, but um, right. anyway, uh, I thought the offense actually did improve this past week, and I think it will continue improving. And I think mm-hmm. you you get with Will Campbell back, and that was like the biggest piece that was missing from the offense this past week. Um. I think you get him back, and that's going to be huge. You should be able to start running the ball because you shouldn't be down ten nothing in the first five minutes. Fingers crossed. Um, I, I'm assuming that special teams issues, um, not that they're a one-time thing because they've been an issue all year, but like I don't think special teams are going to be as bad as they were this past week. Just I don't, don't drop the ball. Fumble. I don't think you're going to fumble a kickoff. Yeah. Um, you know, shit like that. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, a lot, like, I think this Tennessee game could have been a lot closer without, like, some of these, like, small little things that are easily correctable. Um, I say all that to say to, that's a very long winded way of saying that I think we do beat Florida. Um, and I think it's going to be something like 27 to 24. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be a good game, too. Um, you actually made me feel better there uh with that um mm-hmm. yeah it, more of like okay i don't we obviously we just saw like a really bad performance and it's not some of the things that happened in that game aren't going to happen in this game you're not going to drop kickoffs you're probably not going to have muff punts you're not going to have shit like that hopefully um if you do florida's going to blow us out yeah and i still think about the Auburn game with this like um Auburn came out hot um you know Robbie Ashford's thrown for 330 on us for crying out loud um 
And that's what's really worried me is you're going to have good Anthony Richardson and they're going to be up for us. They come out seven, nothing or something like that. How do we respond in the swamp? Um, if we can't run the ball, what's our offense look like? We can't get fucking separation on anybody. Um, and that's why I picked um, Florida 23 to 17, mm-hmm. which was very depressing for me to pick um, Florida to beat LSU this year. Um, that I, I think it's, <laughs> I don't think it's yeah. good. I'm getting well, closer it, it, to the six and six range right now. Yeah, that's uh, what I was just about to say. Zone. I think. Um, <laughs> that's that's the big reason that this week is so must it win. is huge because if you lose this game you're looking at dropping yeah. down to four and five and then you, you got go Ole Miss and Alabama because like if you lose this week you're not beating Ole Miss or Bama no uh you're probably not beating not. Bama regardless but uh if you lose this game you're not beating Ole Miss next week you have to win this game I think to have a chance at beating Ole Miss and then uh, you're I mean, looking you know, at it's college football, so crazy things happen. But and then you're looking at four losses in a row, and you want to see right. some depressed Baton Rouge, right? Uh, and then LSU you go fans. on the road to Arkansas with just you know no momentum, sour grapes. Yeah, yeah. it's just and then you finish the year at A and M. By then we'll have Eli Ricks oh, in the locker room, man. so we'll be good. Like you're looking at potentially uh, five yeah, and bad. seven if you lose this week. Like five and seven's on the table if you lose this week. You could lose the rest of your SEC games if you lose this week. And then you got UAB coming in hot. I mean, UAB's <laughs> not a rental win <laughs> if you lose this week. I'm telling you right now. Like you uh, have to win this week. You have Jesus to win Christ. this week. Momentum wise, you have to win this game. I, I don't think, know what Florida's schedule situation is, but I'm sure it's similar. Uh, yeah. I think I mean, they got Georgia in two weeks, so we're not taking the Mississippi State game in the picture enough because hey, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, Arkansas I is not as sure a loss as a lot of people think it is. I'm still up in the air about it, but dude, their defense is not playing great. Their linebackers and uh, like two of their defensive linemen are good, but that back five, those back, those four yeah, back guys, was, is Tennessee's and, is Tennessee's. Back five, no. like you know, no, all these world beaters, they're not. Um, so if if you don't win this week and you don't start correcting your offensive issues, yeah, well, I, it doesn't I, matter who the DBs. Well, are. I will say this against Mississippi State, one of the keys to coming back was our running game. Our running game really did get us back in there. Right. So if we're not able to run the ball, maybe that's it. You run the ball, we can be way more successful. Which is why I feel pretty more good balanced. about the Florida game. We should be able okay. to at I'm least try you. to run the ball. I just because we weren't even y'all. trying to run the ball against Tennessee. I just appreciate y'all getting me in a good mood. And um, look what look what Mississippi State did to A and M, man. A and M's got a great defense. A and M's got a damn good run defense, and Mississippi State ran it up their freaking throat. Well, how surprised were you that uh, Alabama just didn't like? I know they had a, a backup quarterback in, but like that they didn't just, just the, run a rough shot over A and M. It's really the turnovers, wasn't it? Yeah, bad man, play calling. Just, bad play calling. Bad plays. I mean, it's obvious Jimbo's so, outdated offensively. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Well, yeah. But um, Al- and, so Alabama going to Tennessee, Bryce Young. Do they do they know if he's going to play yet? Is it still like I think Bryce Young is still out. Game still time up, decision. Up in the air. Okay. Uh, yeah, day to day. Still, I got Tennessee winning. Well, I just, I, if Bryce I Young's don't. not playing, I do too. Probably. Yes. Yeah. If Bryce Young Tennessee's plays, then I think Bama and and yes. Alabama. Alabama just looks like a vulnerable team defensively, offensively. Mm-hmm. I just. I All right. So can, on, I think can we talk about. Defense, but I think Tennessee is still going to be able to score because their their offense is that good. Can we talk about the. It's going to be such a fun game. Can we I talk about the amount of Tennessee fans that um, showed Warren. up Saturday? There were less than I thought, to be honest. What? It, it was it wasn't Dude, it wasn't this it wasn't I, the same as the Georgia takeover. I saw not, not the same as the Georgia thing. takeover, but it was not it was, even close. It was, but, um, probably the second most away I'd say fans like, that I've seen. Yeah. Like somewhere between fifteen and twenty thousand. I, I don't think they got as high as twenty, but, but they were in the there. only fucking section of Tiger Stadium with shade. Was the away side. The away yeah, was, zone was, was the was only sitting, section with shade. In there, so. Oh, but they um, were the you know, but yeah, no, no, no. Hold on. Tennessee were the only fans in the East Upper Decks. Yeah. The only fans that were there. It was just orange. They had one fucking yeah. upper deck that was just orange. 
So yeah, yeah. there was a lot of fucking people there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they took over the West too. I was in the West uppers, and they was they took that over quickly. Mm-hmm. So um, they're loud, and they're not only not only that, but they uh, like coming from Tennessee is a haul. Um, but like they all went to New Orleans, obviously came came to Baton Rouge, but they're loud and they're they're like ready to win, and that's what I could see Alabama going into like a hornet's nest uh, this Saturday. Like they're fucking yeah. ready. Like they've I been know, waiting know- around for this for a long time. I know people say that Tennessee fans like sit on their hands and stuff at Neyland and all that, but I think that's going to be one of the best like atmospheres that has ever happened in college football in like the last 10 years. Like one of the best. Yeah, I agree. What I heard about Neyland is Neyland has the tiniest fucking seats you will ever find at a football stadium. They do. So um, if you've never been like, Basically, you can see because they used to be in a, a, a attendance race war with uh, not race war. I shouldn't say race war. Uh, that's <laughs> Jesus. An attendance, Christ. an attendance war with uh, with Michigan. Uh, so every year they would try to up Michigan with how many seats they had in the stadium. Right. Well, if you go, you can see obviously where they you're sitting in seat 25. They scratched off 25 and they moved it over a little bit. So they could squeeze everybody in and fill the fill the seats a little bit more, so they can get the they can win the win the race war again. <laughs> race war. <laughs> Talk about a fucking slip. That's gonna be the name. Tennessee's of the ever won a race war. That's gonna be yeah. Tennessee always loses the race war. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the name of the podcast episode. Uh, that's oh, gonna get me man. in trouble one day. We lost the race war. Golly. Um, <laughs> all right on that note uh let's thank our sponsors uh who sure. we have we have bocock brothers cigars um doug doug bocock he actually reached out to me he says uh he's gonna be in for the old miss game and uh probably gonna be at fred's and he uh he just texted me and he said let's rage i was like jesus christ what does that rage. mean <laughs> yeah. i was like easy brother uh, but yeah, he'll be there. He'll be uh, having some cigars probably at Fred's. Um, and that'll be uh, the Barstool show will be at Fred's uh, at 1230. I wish that game wasn't a 230 kick. Um, I wish it was more of a night game if we were going to do it that way. But uh, is what it is. So uh, check out Bocock Brothers Cigars, uh, BocockBrothers.com. Uh, have golf gear as well and they have a new signature line cigar coming out here soon also courtesy automotive group uh brandon lejan at courtesy look at that beautiful head mm-hmm. um brandon over at courtesy give him a call uh you can also check him out on facebook he does a lot of uh he has deals on facebook all the time but if you call him at 337-224-1867 or text him uh, let him know what you're looking for. Let him know that the podcast brought you over. He'll hook you up for sure. So he we will let you rub his bald head. Yes, he will. You can like shine it and everything. He's all ready for Matt McMahon. He's posting. He's got this uh, LSU uh, Facebook group, and he's steadily since it's a bad season for in his standards. He's posting uh, yeah. basketball shit all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm getting my basketball content uh, library. Yes, I saw that. Up. Um. It, it looks like nobody really cares about basketball right now because it didn't really get much attention. But right. um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm building up the library. Yeah. So uh, what what do we have? Uh, four weeks until four weeks basketball today. season. You four said? weeks okay. today. Yeah, it's uh, November 9th is day one. Gotcha. Against uh, UKWC or something yeah. like that. Oh, no. UM UMBC? Huh? No, 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 that's not it. That's not it. Um, Kentucky Wesleyan. Something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, that'll be. Uh, I think it'll be fun to get into a new season <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Kansas um, City Ruse. The Kansas, yeah, University. Wait, what? What does this even stand for? Missouri. Kansas City. Missouri at Kansas City. University of Missouri at Kansas City. Okay, that's right. it. Um, yeah, I don't even know what league they're in or anything. They're, so they're um, called the Ruse. The Ruse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you know. Well, um, I guess we'll wrap it up with that. Uh, what, what's the scores again? Uh, Charlie, you had 28 23? 28-23. Actually, I'm going to change it, though. 28-25, Florida. Okay, well, I'll text you tomorrow to remind me that. <laughs> yep. What did you, you say, Jack? 27-24, to 24, 
Tigers. LSU. Wow. Oh. You're the only one picking LSU. 23 to 17 Florida for me. Um, wow, Jack is Mr. Positive on this episode. Yeah, wait, you uh, know what? I'm usually the only you one are. watching the film. So <laughs> <laughs> that should be a good sign. Yeah. Um, all right, let's wrap it up for Charlie. We appreciate you, uh, Jack. It has been one team, one podcast. Logan out. Rockin' the